what I'm selling and who I'm selling to is the last thing you should be concerned about. Ethan. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to first welcome our listeners. Welcome to Is It Really? The podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies. Excellent. Now please introduce yourself and your team. I'm Brandon Sharp. I'm Zach Smith-Michaels. And I'm Mitch Dupree. And finally, please tell our listeners what we will be discussing this evening. And tonight, we're on a dead sprint with Tom Cruise and asking, Mission Impossible, do you choose to accept it? Mitch, why don't you give us the synopsis for Mission Impossible? Ethan Hunt is the best of the best at what, you ask? Death-defying stunts, disappearing in a crowd, running and running and running and running, and being just so darn good-looking. His partners may change, but his mission stays the same. Do it big and make it look easy. Well, Tom Cruise has become the premier action star of our generation. Mm. What are some of his best and worst roles? And for me, Tom Cruise really has three eras. You've got early 80s to like 88 heartthrob Tom Cruise, risky business cocktail. When he pours, he reigns. (laughs) Yes. And then 88, I think he came out with Rain Man, which kind of signifies, I'm trying to take myself seriously now. Sure. And we've also got some action stuff mixed in. So like you've got the longest portion of his career has been kind of this potluck, if you will, action stuff, you know, some of the more serious movies. And then pretty much when he hits 2010 for the past decade, it has been 100 percent thrill seeking pants Mission on fire impossible. action yes yes uh-huh. yeah it has it has been i don't care about awards i don't care about critics i'm gonna have a blast with my movies oh yeah this is for the fans that's how i see it anyways yeah, what do you i agree think? no i i agree with you 110 mm-hmm. percent He's always having fun in his later movies. Yeah, yeah. it's like let me entertain you, I feel yeah. like is mm-hmm. what he's trying to do, right? He's like a gladiator. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One of my favorite Tom Cruise roles, and this is a little earlier, but a few good men. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm so glad um, you said it. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Sorkin's one of my favorite screenwriters. And this is actually, this was written for stage first, I believe. Yes. And I mean, he just has a knockout performance. Yeah. And he's well matched with Jack Nicholson, I feel like. Oh, yeah. It's just a, it's got some iconic one liners in there. Fantastic movie. Yeah. It's the best of what Tom Cruise, I feel like, can do. It's like, he's that crippling, egocentric, confidence guy. Uh, But then, like, Later in the movie, he's drinking and he's like nerve rattled. And I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. both sides of the spectrum. I, lo- I love that movie. I love Kathy. I'm with you guys on that 100%. If we throw it over to social media for a minute, we posed this question on Facebook. Yes. We got let's. a few responses. Tyler Smith says Rain Man. What do you guys think about Rain Man, Zach? Yeah, I'd never seen Rain Man before. And, you know, when I saw that a couple people had brought it up on, on our Facebook page, I thought, you know, 
Well, there's a little time before we record. Let me check it out. Good morning. Coffee? Yes, that'd be good. Sally Dibs Dibs Sally. 4610-0192. How did you know my phone number? How'd you know that? You said read the telephone book last night. Dibs Sally. 4610-0192. You know, it's not my cup of tea. I get the appeal of a movie like Rain Man and I get why people love it. Just, you know, for me, and I don't think he gives a bad performance. I think he and Hoffman are both really good. Just it's mm-hmm. it's really, you know, not the the feel good movies aren't really my cup of tea. And and not to knock that at all. It's just not what I what I typically go in for. How do you feel like they handle mental health in Rain Man? Did you watch enough of it to really grasp? I did. I think they do a, a pretty good job. I think Hoffman, again, I think he gives a good performance in the movie. But at the same time, like I could see how someone might say it, it may feel like like pandering maybe, or maybe like he's doing a caricature in some ways. Zach, you said before we hit the microphone, your dad wondered when's Mitch going to get political in this episode. (laughs) Well, (laughs) here we go. Here's my thing about Rain Man. It belongs in a long line of movies that treats autism or, you know, whether it's some, some sort of, we can overcome it uh, if we just love each other. As a superpower. It's a superpower, right? right? Like Ed uh, Norton just made one last year. Like there's a ton of those movies. It's, like you know thank goodness for the it's it's just a weird trope and i don't like it that's my political take of the day all right back to your regular programming (laughs) thank you mitch well corinne dupree says i'm not a huge tom cruise fan so i can't speak on which is the best but the ones that i but the ones (laughs) that stick out in my mind are top gun rain man and a few good men so we've discussed the latter two top gun i feel the need the need for speed. Ow! Excellent. This is quintessential Tom Cruise. Those I mean, movies are always, I am the best at a thing. Sure. Or I'm with a, a big movie star who's a little bit better, but I'm about to be the guy who's the best at the thing. Yeah. And I love yeah. it. I love all of them. Oh, man. Here. Top Gun. Top Gun. Let me just for a minute, yes, just yes. let me wax poetic on Top Gun for a second. Zach and I are going to take our heads off I mean, for a second. <laughs> We're going to I, I actually don't need you to at this at this moment. Uh, Top Gun, pure adrenaline. It is a, a blast. It is a great. I mean, honestly, the single greatest marketing tool for the United States Air Force, if there ever was one. I mean, just here comes my l- second l- political take of the day. Why I'm, Top I'm Gun is a bad up. movie? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm. I'm just. I'm just playing you like a banjo right uh, now. There's a and, and gave birth to one of my favorite Kings Island rides. Yes, ever. The theme music was always playing. Wow, now. Please insert it instead of letting mine stay. (laughs) It is one of my favorite movies, probably my first exposure to Tom Cruise. And honestly, it it is a blast. I don't care what you say about it. It's not going to change my heart. The single greatest piece of propaganda for volleyball in a movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true, too. My goal is not to make you dislike it. I I watched it. I was like, it's very 80s and it's very like for the dude audience, which is fine. No problem with that. (laughs) My issue, it kind of popped up more so when they were like, 
talking about Top Gun 2 and people are like, please, whatever you do, just don't mess it up. And I'm like, all right, guys, it's Top Gun. Like, stop <laughs> talking about it with that. such reverence. Yeah. That's that's my I thing. People like kind of assign it too much merit. Where I'm like, it's a fun yeah. 80s action movie that's like very silly. It shouldn't be any more fun. than that. Yeah. And yes, then when people, I agree. So it's kind of like when people talk about it with that level of like Citizen Kane, Top Gun. I'm like, let's relax. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree. <laughs> it is not a sacred piece of property by any means. It's fun. Yes. If you start taking it uh, to be more than that, you've lost the point. Mm. Yes. Do we have any more good? Because I would love to talk about worst. Yeah, we have a ton of worst. We got to squeeze them in. Yeah. What do we? Uh, we got a few minutes here. What are the stinkers? Here's my thing, oh. and it's it's not even necessarily Tom Cruise's fault. I mean, I'll just say the Mummy. Nothing to talk about. It's a bad movie. But I'll say yeah. for me, the movie. That really, and I remember the first time I saw it, it was very confusing to me. Valkyrie. Because one of the things that made Oster such a great organizer was that he kept his opinions to himself. <laughs> I'm simply asking what you intend to do when Hitler is gone. You don't really believe you could just walk into the right chancellery and command the army to end the war? Yeah. Because I was like, yeah. why yeah. is he American? Why is this mm-hmm. guy? Because I was watching it and I thought yep. that, that the whole like thing was there are American spies in Germany yeah. when I was seeing it. And I was like, but he's not even going to try to do an accent. Like, uh, no, they were lazy. That's yeah. Why. It's just a yeah. lazy it, Mitch. You nailed it. It's a lazy movie that I think like it's a great story. It's a very exciting and thrilling story. If you do it right, yeah. it works. But it was just uh, it's just lame and it's and it's lazy. Here's my thing about bad Tom Cruise movies. He is good in every bad Tom Cruise movie. You know, mm-hmm. he is always like opening his chest and he's like no. i'm tom cruise the mummy may be the one exception where he's clearly just like yeah. let's see what happens yeah for the most part i feel like he's always i i go to like last samurai mr graham tell this man to fire at me i beg your pardon tell this man if he does not shoot me i will kill him captain if i might have a warrant tell him like that is offensively. Like no, I hate it. I, hmm. I, I, I hate it. <laughs> I like the movie, but it is very uh, problematic. Yeah. Right? Like, it, man, it's I didn't ver- think I was going to be political at all. And three <laughs> hey, times in the get it, out, yes. get it out now. <laughs> so get it out now. Talk get it out before there won't yeah. be a reason to. Get it out now. <laughs> Finally, a white savior <laughs> to save the samurai. <laughs> Good night. I hate it. <laughs> All right, what are your words, Brandon? Sorry, uh, that was mine. I will say, just to reference Valkyrie real quick, that's not a tool that he has in his tool bag. Yes. Being able to pull a good German soldier out of, of his tool bag is not, it's just not something he has access to. I you know, disagree. You, I th- like, okay, to go back to example, a good movie, Magnolia. Well, isn't that what they say? Isn't that what, because we do bad things, don't we? We do horrible, heinous, heinous. Terrible things, things that no woman would ever do. His okay, Frank um, Mackey, this mm. like super misogynist, you dominating, yeah, testosterone fueled dude. That's that is a strong character choice he makes, and yes. then it's like peeled back, and there's like this horrific, shallow kind okay. of persona thing. We see his real face. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not like him doing a Cockney accent, but I think he has the tools in the chest. We just don't ask him to do it. Okay. Yeah, I, again, I don't get the casting again for Valkyrie where they're just like, we need a German soldier. He's so dang handsome. It would really surprise me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it would be weird for him to be a character. He's always going to yeah. be the leading man. 
Yeah. Well, it's like how some people say Brad Pitt is a character actor stuck in a handsome man's body. I feel like Tom Cruise is exactly who he is. Along with being one of the most successful actors of all time, Tom has seemingly found a niche outside the typical Oscar-minded grading system we tend to get sucked into and has somehow managed to redefine what makes a great actor. Where do we see this the most? Well, that was a Here's, mouthful of a question. I'll, I'll start with my, my preamble on Tom Cruise. He is not, to me, just a great actor. Tom Cruise is the last living great movie star to me if that makes sense his goal is just to be a supreme entertainer he's a big larger than life performer he's a silver screen icon that's who tom cruise is so like yeah he doesn't do the cockney accent you know but i always feel like i've gotten my ten dollars worth when i go into a tom cruise movie you know what i mean that's why i love tom cruise Mm -hmm. he's our greatest american export okay that's my preamble i'll say with tom cruise movies because you know he doesn't just have the mission impossible he has a couple action franchise that he's tried maybe they haven't worked but i think the thing about tom cruise movies is you go in knowing you're going to get the full meal like i think about Mm -hmm. like you know the marvel movies while those are big loud and fun there's always a sense of but this is setting up the next movie which is going to set up the next movie the mission impossible movies i think one of their biggest strengths is that there's nothing messy at the end that's like oh they're gonna address it in the sequel it's like no like we're here for each movie each movie is going to like redefine excellence in action films and be its Mm -hmm. own thing. And I think that that's why his movies are so fun and they're so entertaining. One thing I noticed when I started watching the Oscars more consistently, and I don't know, maybe that was a decade ago, Tom Cruise never shows up. No, he is never there. I mean, he's not usually nominated, but I also get the impression that he does not care. Yeah. Like he is just not concerned with what critics and the Academy have to say about his movies. I think at his core, he is an actor for the fans. Yes. Yeah. And I know we don't reference Rotten Tomatoes a whole lot, but like his movies are pulling down excellent scores on Rotten Tomatoes and they always have amazing audience mm-hmm. scores. The audience loves him. His movies put butts in seats right like just bottom line yeah and and the other thing about tom cruise and you know pardon me if this sounds a little bit ridiculous tom cruise loves movies tom cruise he he said in an interview i watch a movie every single day and like there's actors who like acting or that you know they like writing or they like comedy and they have other things tom cruise is a man who loves movies and that's why they're so good he's out every time to make a great movie And I think like that's why a franchise is formulaic as like a Mission Impossible franchise. He's injecting his cinema knowledge and these homages into these films that makes them so so much smarter than they could be. You're getting everything from Hitchcock to, you know, black and white like movie homages in these films. So, yeah, he channels his love for cinema into every performance he gives and every movie he produces because he produces the movies too. Yeah. Like he yeah, is sure. in complete creative control of what he puts out into the world. Yeah. And that's actually a great point. That's usually an issue for most directors to have a lead actor who has that much creative control mm-hmm. over the movies, but somehow 
Tom has made it work, is it because he just finds yeah. directors who are okay with that? Like, what do you think? Is it just, well, how does that work out? I think as producer, he knows who he trusts and I think he knows who he's going to work well with. Like Macquarie, yeah. I think when he found him, he's kind of like, all right, we're a good team. I'm kind of happy to pull back a little bit and let you do your thing. So I think kind of when he finds those people who are good, you see, mm-hmm. he'll like work with directors again and again and again because he knows what's going to bring forth the best project. This is also like the guy who, if you don't know the story, was able to uh, fire his production insurance company on Ghost Protocol because he wields that kind of leverage. Leverage, You know what I mean? He is Tom Cruise. He's worth $540 million, one of the richest actors in the world, the third richest actor in the world. Since Top Gun, he has been like an international celebrity the past 35 years, right? Mm -hmm. He has so much power and so much celebrity. He can call the shots and whatever he makes the rest of his life. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to talk about the power of Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible 3 was J.J. Abrams first movie. And I, and granted, you know, Abrams had done Lost and he'd done Alias and stuff Alias, like that. Yeah. But it was Tom Cruise who saw Alias and said, that's my guy for Mission Impossible, you know? Mm-hmm. So and then he brought him in as a producer for the other movies. And when you think about the fact that J.J. Abrams first movie that his directorial debut was a Mission Impossible movie. You know, just the eye that Cruz has for talent is quite impressive. I think some of it, too, is just, let's not forget, he turns in memorable performance after memorable performance. Even if the movies aren't always great, we know Tom Cruise as being someone who can navigate a serious dark drama to a fun action movie, and we trust him in a way. You know what I mean? That that is the power of Tom Cruise. And I know there was a time in there when... If I saw a new Tom Cruise movie was coming out, I may not have been locked in just by hearing his name, but definitely at this point, I absolutely am. Mm -hmm. If I hear Tom Cruise is in a movie, it's going to have to be horrendous for me. Like the mummy. Well, and that's a great example. And that's probably the only Mm -hmm. example I can think of. I saw that in theaters. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. (laughs) I want to back up on something you said real quick, Mitch. 35 years. Yeah. is insane very few people know what it is to be that famous that long (laughs) barely anyone knows what it means to be anything for 35 years the same thing for 35 years Mm -hmm. let alone a successful actor brandon your lifespan is how long tom cruise has been an actor not an actor an internationally known celebrity actor right because he'd been in movies before that yeah and and funny story if the outsiders the movie francis ford coppola directed there's a great thing behind the scenes where you know the other actor said we didn't know that tom cruise was going to be tom cruise but he sure did The tippity top of Tom Cruise's Burj Khalifa sized resume is the Mission Impossible franchise. I was feeling saucy apparently during these. I love these. it. Yes, I love you it. Good, good job. What yeah. are the best and worst installments? I think they're all so different that it's going to kind of boil down to yeah. what do you prefer? So for me, yeah. mm-hmm. four is my favorite because I love 
that like the sleekness of it. And I love that, like, you know, it's kind of funny. They break out of prison with an ain't that a kick in the head by Dean Martin, like all that yeah. stuff. Like it's, it's fun. It's fast paced. I love like the look of the film. The Burj Khalifa scene is maybe one of the most impressively directed action scenes in a movie ever. It's ever. Yeah. yeah. It's, We're going to talk about the Burj Khalifa scene yeah, for a while because I think it's one of the best action scenes I've ever seen in yeah, any movie period. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's not, it's nonstop. It's thrilling. I really love Simon Pegg, especially in that movie. So it's just kind of, it's what I want from that type of action movie. So I think that's why yeah. I gravitate towards it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good point. One through five all have different directors and yeah. they all feel fairly different. Yeah. Maybe not significantly mm-hmm. different, but they all feel different to some degree for me. Mission Impossible 2 is the worst one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do not hate it. I want to point that out. It mm-hmm. was actually one that I was looking forward to watching this time through. But it is clearly just the thinnest story. It's just like just if trying... they made Limp Biscuit into a movie. That's <laughs> it looks what Mission like a, Impossible It looks is. like a bad MTV uh, show. Yeah. I feel like, yes, it, I does. Feel like it, <laughs> yes, it gets it a bad reputation it just gets a bad reputation explain yourself i, I actually i actually feel like mission <laughs> impossible it's a bad 2 movie, that's why is the low-hanging fruit of the franchise like everyone thinks it's the worst i feel like there is a case to be made for mission for the first for the original one for worst to be like one of the worst choices the first I feel like, mission impossible yes the original nonsense get out of here the get original and, yeah, here's, get out of here. And, and here's why I think okay. it's pretty sleepy. I think it hasn't aged. Well, if any of them are trying to be close to the television show, it's the first one, yes, which is like your definitely. cold war era spy yes. thriller. Yes. yes. But the chase on top of the bullet train is the coolest thing. It has good. It has ever. good moments. The action yes. moments, moments I think are very good. Uh-huh. I think once we hit three though, mm. it, takes off like a rocket well, like yeah. once we hit the third movie this franchise just takes off and doesn't ever look back down i even uh-huh. wrote down in my notes like that three kind of has to slap you in the face at the at the start because of two they're trying to make him the american james bond in a lot of ways whereas like three they open up That's with, funny they open up with him failing you know they open up he's in mm-hmm. a chair there's this gun to this and that, it's funny mission yeah. impossible three was my first mission impossible movie so when I saw that opening scene in the theater, I thought that was like a callback to one of the other films. I was like, oh, I guess this is something that's happened before. And then when they're like at the party together, I had that whole thing of what what, what is happening? What's happening? It's a very unique Mission Impossible installment. Mm-hmm. Has the best villain. It easily has the best villain. Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman. It has the Rewatch best villain. It. Yeah. Uh, who? What's his name? I'm the guy from The Matrix. Lawrence Fishburne is great. Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence is great. Fishburne is. I will bleed on the flag to make sure the stripes <clears throat> stay red. That's yeah. a darn good line. Yes, yes. it is. <laughs> He's the great secretary. Yes, uh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> My favorite's probably Rogue Nation, though. That is the fifth installment. Ilsa mm-hmm. uh, Faust. Come on. Ilsa. <sighs> we we yes. are introduced to Ilsa. It has a, that experience. Explosive opening where where Tom Cruise straps himself to the side of that cargo plane and takes oh off gosh. like with it. Yeah. And, and that's something <laughs> that's something we didn't Zach said that's the American we didn't James address. Bond. I think when did he become the American <laughs> Jackie Chan? Where it's like uh, he actually did that. That's right. something we didn't talk about was the fact that 
Tom does his own stunts. Like all these crazy things are actually being done by Tom. The marketing for fallout was like them showing him actually breaking his ankle and them showing him actually flying a a helicopter. I don't, that's his brand now. Oh yeah. When I saw that clip of him breaking his ankle in fallout and then, and then he climbed up and ran past the camera. He goes, I could not do another take of that. I had to finish the shot. So he, 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 and he finishes the shot after he broke his ankle like that. (laughs) And and honestly, that goes back to what you're like. This is what you get when you go to a Tom Cruise movie, you get Tom breaks his ankle and he finishes the shot. Let's talk about the fact that he spent 16 hours a day learning to fly helicopters. And then 2000 of those hours were to learn how to stunt fly a helicopter, which Mm -hmm. very few people know how to do all that dangerous stuff that that's him. That's what he Tom does for his is movies. A professional driver. He is a pilot. Mm-hmm. He is a professional stuntman. Like all of the, he, he is a professional like motorcycle racer. All of these things he can actually do. And that's why I love the Burj Khalifa scene, by the way, because him stepping out the window in that movie is the moment the franchise figures out this is going to be what it's about going for sure. yeah. a big yeah. stunt that Tom Cruise is actually doing. Right. Sometimes I feel like Alfred in the Dark Knight Rises when I'm watching him do these stunts though where I'm like you know you've given enough we don't we don't need your body <laughs> but, but I, I will say one, one uh. of the one of the other things that makes this franchise so good <laughs> Luther Stickle Benji Dunn, Isla Fast, like you the were saying, team. Jeremy yes. Renner, like all yes. of these people are so great. I, mm-hmm. I even wrote in my notes for Faust, I was like, I love that she shows up to do an assassination in like a canary yellow dress because it's like, yep. yeah, I don't need mm-hmm. to be sleek. Like I just am like, this is how it also rules. Yes, that, that's like the, the best yes. care. I feel like I actually like her more than Ethan sometimes because sure. she's got her own like co- complex story of like why she they keep pulling her back in. Right. She's yeah. never objectified. Yeah. Well, maybe with the exception of her changing in that one scene in Rogue Nation. But yeah. she's, you know, committing tre- like treason. She's just a really cool character. The I want more Ilsa in every movie going forward. The yeah. scene in Fallout, and I texted you guys, where she like flips over the thing, catches the guy in between her yes. knees, and like throws. I was like, this is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Fallout is my favorite, by the way. I'm it. just gonna drop that in yeah. here. Yeah, it's because yeah. here's here's the thing. Like going forward, I I really feel like the movies actually just get better. Like that that's the way I would rank them. I would go backwards. Fallout, Rogue Nation ghost protocol right like i feel like it just figures stuff out right like sure yeah, yeah. Th- like go back to ghost protocol that keeps the team dynamic from mission impossible three right yeah. and improves it yeah uh, we get rid of the personal life nonsense and make it all about the mission mm-hmm. right tom cruise is no longer an unstoppable john woo like you know <laughs> Bad, right. you know, mother effer. He's now he's more like a stumbling through the action Indiana Jones kind of figure. Right. And again, like in Fallout, it's like, you know, we're just cutting away a little bit more of the chaff. I just feel like there are moments from Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation that are a little bit sleepy. Fallout has like 18 amazing scenes. Like, I mean, the halo jump, uh, you know, every, every moment of the movie just grips me. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan. And I do love one of the things I didn't bring up. I love in Ghost Protocol that all of their tech fails that all literally because i think it was a thing where we were watching mission impossible and it was like well he has all the cool gadgets that's how they can do that and you know even at the end of the movie ethan says everything 
everything failed, but this team didn't. The prison's vulnerable to hacks. The contact lens doesn't work. Yeah. The self-destruct oh. message doesn't work. Oh, the mask it, machine doesn't work. The sticky glove short circuits. If we're talking about <laughs> villains, I love that the assassin in Ghost Protocol works for diamonds. I was like, that's so fun. It's so yes. fun. Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> I I think that movie is so good. That's when Paramount decided we're not going to give this to Jeremy Renner, right? This has to be Tom Cruise moving forward. Sure. I mean, the rewrites were happening during. Right. That's the other fascinating thing about these movies, by the way, is they show That's up something with I like, didn't know. I yeah. didn't know that oh, either. Oh, they were giving it to, yeah, they were giving it to Jeremy Renner. Oof. Goodness gracious. He tried to get in on Bourne. He's been looking. He has been a lost puppy. He needs a home. <laughs> but they figured out this has to Goodness. be Tom Cruise. It yes, has to it be does. Tom Cruise. Goodness gracious. Can we talk about how great Luther is in these movies? Yeah, I, dude. I love him. Yeah. Luther is the yes. rock. And I He's love, the one guy who's been in it he, the whole time. Consistent. Yeah. Yes. And, just always there. And mm-hmm. I love how in Rogue Nation, like he almost, I'm not going to say becomes a father figure, but he genuinely like has a lot of care for Ethan and is, is like very protective over him because he's been with him like since the beginning. So when... You know, everyone's talking about him. He's like, listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to hurt him. I'm not going to turn on him like so. Right. Just let's get that clear. That's one of the things I really like about Fallout. He has to face hard choices in Fallout in a way that I don't think any of the other movies have asked him to do. Do I kill my friend or do I get the plutonium? Do I defy the bad guys or do I let the French police get massacred? Right. Solomon Lane or Ilsa Faust and he drives the car through Ilsa. Right. Like he has (laughs) difficult choices to make yeah, in this movie sure. moral yeah. choices right. so i like that they keep stretching his character more and more and also back to action can i just say that that bathroom scene in fallout is man henry cavill throwing the guy through the mirrors yeah. come on well, good night even so just cool. him like revving up his fists before he gets in there i'm uh, yes <sighs> he reloads his arms yeah. like guns is what <laughs> he's doing so cool. and i love it <laughs> So good. Henry Cavill is great yes, in Fallout, he is. by the way. Yes, he, he is. It made me realize, oh, he's great and we need him in more stuff just properly used. <laughs> yeah, when I actually were- don't want to see another Superman now. I want him in better stuff like this. Well, the question we're asking tonight is, do we choose to accept it. And I, and I feel like what we mean by that is, do we uh, choose to accept that Mission Impossible is a quality franchise along with being an action franchise? Yes. How is Mission Impossible pulled away from the rest of the pack? And do we consider this a serious franchise? So, you know, here's the thing, Brandon, and my goal in saying this is not to upset you, but I think a franchise like <laughs> The Fast and the Furious that franchise really eats lunch on the fact that it's dumb. You know, like every fran- everything you could throw at that, like as a criticism, people most of the time can kind of retort with, but it's dumb. Like but, it's self-aware. Yes. It's this. So it kind of like it gets away with a lot because people know it's dumb. Mission Impossible doesn't need an excuse because they're not dumb. They're mm-hmm. tight movies where there's not a lot of fat to, to be trimmed. They're straightforward. They're fun. They have genre defining action scenes in them. So it's really like if you just make a good movie, you don't need to hide behind like, well, it's dumb or it's fun or like, oh, turn off your brain. Like you don't have to do that. 
I feel like Fast and Furious is actually a great franchise to compare it to. Yeah. Like th- these are both wildly popular. They mm-hmm. earn tons of money. Mm-hmm. They they have great stunts. They get, you know, star-studded casts. Mission Impossible is actually good though. Like right. it yeah. is clearly better. Like yeah. th- that would be a great example of Mission Impossible pulling away from like the Fast and Furious pack because these are actual good movies mm-hmm. and you're right the fast and the furious they're silly they're yeah. silly they're absolutely silly they're funny which they're, is fine which is not i'm not saying yeah, it's for sure. it is fine yeah. i'm yeah. not saying it is absolutely yeah. fine but this is how mission impossible differentiates itself if right. you don't want to go watch a car being thrust out of an airplane and then caught by a parachute yeah. and being told <laughs> like this is what the movie is yeah. might i recommend a series of filmmaker driven action movies shot on 35 millimeter <laughs> driven by mm-hmm. practical stunt work right i think yeah. mission impossible is the best action franchise out there well, i won't bury the lead i'm ready to agree with you i looked at a right few now, other anyway. ones i yeah. looked at a few other franchises and i really think that mission impossible runs away with it and again like because they're never setting up the next movie like if you see a you know mission impossible 2 if you don't like it that's fine you can forget literally everything that happens in it and go watch the third one and you'll be okay oh right. three maybe was a little too dark for you four is gonna be super fun like oh you you like these characters or whatever cool they're in the movie too but now they're on a different journey that's the thing that makes them so good is that they really have nowhere to hide and they don't need that either it is absurd that these movies are this good when you think about the fact that they're based on a TV show from the 60s. I sure. mean, so show many movies goofy. like that. Like, think about Brady Bunch, Starsky and Hudge, Bewitched, <laughs> Get Smart. Like, it is yeah. insane that this works. Oh, I think that's a great point. This franchise has left that so far in its rearview mirror at this mm-hmm. point. Like, it has become its own thing in every way. And I think one thing that we, you know, we've kind of touched on, but they have continued to refine their formula until they've emerged with like this now perfect product. These movies are in many ways the perfect action movie. In my mind, some of the latter few have have become perfect. And I think one example and Mitch, you started to touch on this in, in the last section, but they have begun to utilize the ensemble formula. Like if you look at the early movies Tom Cruise has to carry the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually yeah. going to say, these oh, are yeah. actually heist movies. Like it's, there's a lot of action, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. they're heist movies and it's about the team. Yes. Yeah. And they're ensemble movies at this point. Tom Cruise is like, Hey, I don't have to do everything. Right. You know, we have this great cast. Let's utilize them. Mm-hmm. And, they're stronger movies now. And also, I feel like we didn't bring this up. Like these movies are actually funny. Like mm-hmm. when like sure. when they're yeah. funny, like they're funny in a way that's not like the Marvel movies where it's like, you know, someone says something yeah. serious and then goes like, "What? I, I didn't know." Like it's and it, again, I think it's just you, you we have Simon Pegg. He's And yeah. by the way, like bear in mind, Simon Pegg was not a big name in America when JJ brought him in to be in Mission Impossible 3. Like I, it was very much like Here's a guy who's been in a bunch of movies that are super popular over in the UK. And, you know, he's kind of a cameo in here. And, you know, now being in Mission Impossible, they let him just be funny in his own way. The same thing with Luther. They let him be funny the way that he's funny. Like they're just kind of I don't want to say they're turning on the camera and letting the actors go because they're very well scripted movies. But they let these actors like play to their strengths. Well, Brandon, to your point about the team. 
Like, I feel like every Mission Impossible movie has this, you know, formula, right? Like, it's like there's three set pieces. One of them's a cold open. There's always a MacGuffin, a knock list, a rabbit's foot, a chimera virus, something. But there's like three acts, typically. The first act sets up this antagonist. The second act is the heist, you know? And then the third act is always about like a fake ally revealing themselves. And then there's like a new mission that begins. Okay. So there's this team dynamic, right? Like, where everyone has a role, but... You know, there is this added complexity of who can be trusted on the team. Ethan has to put his life in the hands of these disavowed agents who, you know, he doesn't. Yeah. Every time, every movie is about that, but it works. It's a great formula. It, and they add, you know, new things to it, but they do that every time. And I'm always entertained. Yeah. I can't believe how many times I've been tricked by the, the masks. How many times it gets me, it gets me every time I know it's a trope, you know, I know they use it. They're going to use it. They broadcast it. Hey, this is something we do. Uh You know, it gets me every time. It absolutely gets me every time. I was like, Oh, they got Wolf Blitzer for this. Huh? I was like, what a get. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi Simon pig. I think they have also, carefully crafted their stories they have never they have never skimped on a story Mm -hmm. you know we've we've never relied on something too much in place of a good story they've continued to get great villains you know with solomon lane is a great villain i agree that philip seymour hoffman was the best solomon lane is a close second for me yeah also the new and exciting stunts yes time and yes. time and time i was thinking about rogue nation and how now we have an underwater stunt usually it's like oh. something acrobatic from high dropping down you know that's what we had seen early on in rogue nation we're seeing oh and he can hold his breath for four yes. or five minutes you talk about the humor was. zach one of my favorite jokes is benji <laughs> offering up yeah he can hold his breath <laughs> for three minutes in tom's face that doesn't sound impossible <laughs> Uh, I'm sure. (laughs) And that, and that is something that I love from the later movies is you think about one and two, no matter the stunt, no matter the risk, he's on board. He can do it. No problem. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it ever shows on his face? Mm-hmm. The older he gets, he'll like balk at something. <laughs> yeah, like in uh, Fallout, he's I'm jumping out a window. Yeah, yeah. What, what, are you, what are you waiting for? And and the face he makes, this like, is gonna hurt. Hold, yeah. you, can hold, you can hold your breath that long, and that smile is classic. It is classic. Yes, yes. I, I, another thing, and this is one of my favorite movie going moments with Mitch when we went and saw Rogue Nation together is just the score for these movies too yeah, like man. the compo- yeah. with the exception of two i think all of these scores are absolutely incredible like when mitch and i saw rogue nation together and it just starts at the beginning and teases you a little bit with that done 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 yes. mitch was next to me and he just grabbed me and he was like yes the only one that's not good and maybe the maybe everyone agrees with this but the electric guitars in mission impossible 2 are like yeah i know you love her brandon but even like the lisa gerard singing while like the cars are going super slow i'm just like this does not match give it to me give it to me this does not match lisa gerard is excellent Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Guys, any final thoughts uh, to wrap up this discussion on Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise? If you'll indulge me, I, I wrote a poem. Ooh. It doesn't rhyme. You don't have to turn off your brain, but get the large popcorn. 
These movies are a blast to watch at home, but I always upgrade for IMAX. The dialogue is clever, but you'll never roll your eyes. They feature genre-defining action sequences featuring fun characters who you like. There's comedy, but it blends perfectly. There are scenes in the later films that are destined to go down as all-time greats. These movies are well-directed, big, loud, clever, fun, summer action movies. If you like thrills, Mission Impossible's got it. If you like characters with chemistry, Mission Impossible's got it. If you like action, if you like spy stuff, if you appreciate stylish direction, if you like franchises that continue to push the envelope after 20 years, accept this mission. Ooh, very good. Solid. I think if I could say anything about uh, Mission Impossible and how it kind of has redefined itself in the action genre, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, but these movies have well-developed characters that you care about. And I think that's something that uh, could possibly suffer in other action movies. Also, these movies make you feel and all the emotions that you would get from uh, like a a well-written drama these movies give me those same feels and those same emotions. And I think the quality really shines through hats off to Tom Cruise with this amazing franchise. Yeah. I think that's my one final thought is just like, uh, there's this quote. I like a Godard quote that says like every film is a documentary of its actors. And I feel like that could not be more true than the mission Mm. impossible franchise. These movies are about, Tom Cruise, I'll say it again, America's greatest export. You know, I I really do think like he's like the rare actor auteur almost like we usually reserve that term for like a director. I think Tom Cruise has defined what kind of art he's put out into the world for the last 20 years, you know? So I appreciate the way he has shaped this franchise. I really do think it's an overlooked franchise. I I remember when ghost protocol came out and it was the first one without like a number in it. And I was like, Oh, it's not mission impossible before that. They're probably done with that now. Right. And I feel (laughs) like I know some people who would be like, there are six of those, right? Yes, there are, but they've gotten better every time. So yeah, yeah, I'll echo Zach, accept the mission because they're getting better and better. And if we follow this trajectory, I mean, who yeah, knows? no signs of stopping anytime no. soon. No, I mean, they've got two, two more slated with uh, the same director from Rogue Nation and uh, Fallout. These are going to continue to get better. They yeah, will. I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. Well, your mission, should you choose to accept it, <laughs> will self-destruct in five seconds. <laughs> yes. Light the fuse. us for our episode on tom cruise and his mega franchise mission impossible we hope you enjoyed yourselves we would love to hear your opinion on our episode or any other movie related topic so if you haven't already hop on over to our facebook page and join the conversation we can be found at real boys podcasts and don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and if you have a little spare time and you like what you hear we would love it if you would take a minute to rate and review our podcast We appreciate your support. Well, hang on tight, because in two weeks, we'll be back with our episode on the whirlwind of a thriller, Twister. I'm certain this episode will blow you away. We'll see you then. (laughs) 